I am Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about financial stewardship. So we're going to be doing something new, starting in the month of September here, just in a couple of days, on financial stewardship. We're going to be doing a challenge for the month of September on financial stewardship. We see in the parable of the talents that those who managed well and multiplied what the master had given them, that they were given more, that they entered in to the joy of their master. We see in some cases that they were told they're going to take uh, rulership over cities. Jesus says, if you can't be trusted, if you can't prove that you can manage somebody else's property, who will give you property of your own? Jesus says, if you're faithful and little, you'll be given much. And so we see this principle all throughout the Bible of being good stewards of all the things that God's entrusted to us. So as we get ready to get this challenge started on financial stewardship, we're going to be asking God for his help today. We're going to be taking communion over this today. Asking for his blessing over this challenge we're about to get started with. That he would help us to grow both highly skilled and consistent in managing, multiplying, greatly increasing all that he's entrusted to us. So we would hear those words from him, well done, faithful servants, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. So we're going to be taking communion over that today to get us started. Now, some of you might be asking, daily communion, why are we taking communion every day? Well, about 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But I was having some struggles in life. I was running my personal training business at the time, and the business got into some tough times. I had this weight and stress and pressure of the business on me. I was looking for a better way to live. I just remember going for a walk with my wife and telling her over and over. There's got to be a better way to live. And shortly after that, I came across the challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. And after I was doing this for a little while, one day, Proverbs 13, 22 seemed to jump off the page of me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing we could pass on to future generations? I came to the conclusion the most valuable thing would be wisdom or teaching or training for how to truly live. But at the time, I didn't know where to get started. I needed some help in my own life. And so I began to seek after God, I began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. Just pour through the Bible over and over again. Take my relationship with him to a new level. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to teach me, he began to train me. He taught me this whole new way to live. This completely different way to operate my life. Where we make him the source. We make him the center of everything. We learn how to rest and we learn how to trust in him. To allow him to do the work through us. Now, learning a new way to live wasn't always easy all the time. I, mean, I had to unlearn some things. I had to put off some old ways. I had to grow. I had to change. I had to repent. I went through some struggles. I just began to document what I was learning, the things that I was going through. And it turned into a series of books and courses and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe the most important lesson I would want to pass on is daily communion. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. And there's something so powerful about just taking a few moments to remember and not forget, especially when we got busy days, we got stuff coming at us today, issues and problems, demands of the day, helping us to remember, wait a minute, I've got God with me. Jesus paid this high, high price, a price more than we probably ever would know. 
for us to be connected with God, to walk out this day today together in partnership in God, this covenant relationship with him. The Apostle Paul says every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation that sets in motion all the benefits of this new covenant. But how we take communion also matters. It's important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, to take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus. And so the process we typically use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in First Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we take a, we usually go over some practical physical fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise and to apply our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them, and our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him, who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us and to make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive all you've given us in Christ and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes. And do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? Because it's always called today. We've got to bring our relationship with God down into today. To walk out this day with him today. Making it a masterpiece. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. And that's what we talk about. Executing these four fundamentals. And bringing some presence and some fun into them today. But before we go through our fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt 
to the promised land, there were some steps and stages along the way. It didn't all just happen in one day. And in a similar way, for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, I think there's some steps and stages. I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life. And it's being willing to move forward with his plan, even though it often looks impossible. Willing to put off our old ways, to learn to walk out this new way of living. Walking in faith, walking in love, walking in trust and humility and forgiveness. Walking in the light. And just learning to rest and trust in him to allow his beautiful plan to unfold in his perfect timing. And that's where I think these four fundamentals come in. Our first one, we've got to get positioned in the light today. Every day, we've got a decision to make. Are we going to walk in the light or are we going to walk in darkness? When we're walking in the light, we're walking in faith. We're walking in forgiveness. We're walking in love. We're walking in humility. And the shortcut I've found to all this, it's very simple. Be thankful. Be thankful in all circumstances. When we're positioned in thanksgiving, it's like the shortcut. It just moves us right into the light. Giving thanks continually puts us right into the light. And stepping into the light, walking in that light is a big deal. Because when we step into the light, we step into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in him. We have access to his peace and joy and love and spirit and power. His mind and wisdom, health and energy, it's all available. Think about that for a moment. You can have God's peace, his joy, his presence, his spirit, his power, his health and energy flowing through you today. You don't have to use your own. You can rely on his. You can depend on his and lean on his. So our first step is to get in position, to turn on the flow of this. Our second fundamental is to magnify the light. We're going to turn up the brightness of this light within us. And to magnify the light, very simply, what are you focused on? What are we focused on as we go throughout the day? And I like to think of two different baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, I got a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that are coming at me today. On the other side, I've got a basket full of my praises to God. Which basket are we going to fill up with our thoughts, our focus, our words, our attention? And God gives us the choice. We could choose to fill up that basket of problems with venting and complaining and pouting, toiling away in our mind, trying to figure it all out. Or we can fill up that basket of praise, even in the face of those problems. Because we trust that God can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. And we can fill up that basket, praising him for who he is. Praising him for all that he's done for us in Christ and all that he's done in our lives personally. We're going to tip the balance on that scale. Where we fill up that basket of praise. Now, this is also where we got to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because wherever we're positioned, whatever we're magnifying, it's going to produce some symptoms in our bodies. We're going to feel some things. Emotions are one of the greatest indicators God has given us. It's a great gift. It gives us feedback on our positioning and what we're focused on so that we can make adjustments. But we have to learn to use them the right way. We've got to recognize these symptoms. When we're out of position, we might find ourselves snapping at people, acting in an ungraceful, unbecoming way. We might withhold good things that we know to do. We might be trying to deceive people or trick people out of things. Who knows what it may be? Not walking in the light. We might avoid people. We might give them the silent treatment. On the inside, you'll feel the heaviness and the weight and the pressure and the fear and stress and the worry, dreading things in the future. When we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul. There's fullness and completeness in him. We have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. 
And all those good things he put in Christ begin to flow. His peace and joy and love and spirit and power, it all begins to flow. And now everything is free and easy and effortless because God's doing the work. And so it's learning to recognize those, those symptoms and then make very quick adjustments, turn the tables, get back in position quickly if we ever get off track. Because sometimes we miss it. This is a skill set that we learn to develop, to get back in position quickly. How do we do it? I think it starts with recognizing the symptoms and then we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. I'm off track right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves. We walk in forgiveness and reconcile with other people. And we start praising and thanking him for his grace and his goodness and his love. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me to tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. You go through that simple process, the weight just lifts off you, everything begins to flow again. And then our third fundamental, you get positioned in this, you start walking in the light, God's going to start to give you some vision and some direction. He's going to start to teach you and to train you, but we've got to stay tuned into him. Every day he's trying to communicate with us. We've got to stay tuned into him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And I like to start at the top of my journal with what I call some filters. These filters are just short phrases that I keep rewriting over and over to keep things top of mind. Help me stay in rhythm with God. And I like to start with, what's the big picture vision? Where do I feel like God is leading me in my life? For me personally, that's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world. Making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I want to bring it down into this year. What's the word or vision or direction God gave me for this year? For me personally, this year it's 2022. The year of the beautiful land. And he's starting to show me about this beautiful land. This rich inheritance that he has for us in Christ. And teaching us to hold fast to it. To possess it and hold fast to it. Not let it go. And then I want to bring it down into this month. So we're getting ready to start this month of September. This month, we're focusing on financial stewardship. So I'm just going to keep rewriting that every night this month. Financial stewardship, financial stewardship, steward, steward, steward. And then this week, specifically, we're going to start working on understanding stewardship. Understanding stewardship, what it means to be a steward. We're going to start working on that over this next week. And then I like to, to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position and then to magnify what went well today. What are all the ways that I saw God showing up today? Because the more we look for them, the more of them we're going to see. And then I like to ask this very simple question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, just begin to write those things down. And then I want to bring my journal all the way down into today. And that's where I like to, to plan out the upcoming day with God, which leads us to our fourth fundamental. Doing what you know to do today. I'll plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. And those things begin to pile up on the inside. You get those feelings of overwhelm and it begins to block your clarity. What do you know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day, and we get the day started right. We remember this very important principle. 
that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And as I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say in the morning? I felt like he was showing me this is something we can imitate him in. But the very first words we see God speak in the Bible, let there be light. And so now those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning. Let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. Then we get connected with God through his word. We start praising and magnifying him. And we start walking out that plan together with him. And when we get to that place of confident faith, with all that doubt and unbelief removed, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives and bring what I call these beautiful solutions into our life. These good and perfect gifts from above, these things that we could never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's talk about financial stewardship. Like I said, this month, this is going to be our focus, financial stewardship. This is our challenge for the month. To make this a priority, we're going to be walking through some steps, talking about understanding stewardship, what that means, setting up systems in place for managing well. We're going to be talking about how to multiply money because we see the stewards that were told, well done, good and faithful steward. They multiplied what was given to them. We talk about how how do we multiply? And then we're going to be trying to tie it all together into a system that we can be consistent and diligent with over time. That's our goals this month. So Heavenly Father, I feel like this is something you've prompted us to start working on. And we're asking for your blessing on this challenge over this next month. We're asking for your help to walk this out and that you would teach us and train us how to steward all that you've entrusted to us the way that you intended us to. How to do this together with you. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember, God sent us his one and only son. He didn't have to. Could have left us on our own. But he chose the way of love to send us his son to die for our sins. We'd all missed it. And he laid upon him the sins and the iniquities of us all. By his stripes, we've been healed. And God poured on him the cup of his wrath. Father, I just thank you for this bread. That you reconciled us to yourself. Through the body of your son. Even when we didn't deserve it. You made peace for us through his body. I thank you for that. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. God raised him up. Raised him up from the dead on the third day, seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Raised us up with him. Seated us together in heavenly places with him. Made us one with him. He released us from darkness. He transferred us into the kingdom of light. He qualified us to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. His blood washes us and cleanses us, makes us new. Gives us a fresh start. He gives us this new covenant with God, this blood-sworn oath. 
We can walk out this new life connected to God in partnership with him. The God is with us. He's working for our good. He'll never leave us or forsake us. Father, we thank you for this cup. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right. So we've talked about health and fitness. Our bodies are God's temple. One of the things we're supposed to also be stewarding is our physical bodies. Just being good stewards, managing our health. Taking the time to eat right, taking the time to exercise, to keeping an eye on our emotions, which are such a big part of health. Keeping that frequency of health, staying tuned into the frequency of health in our physical bodies. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about this financial stewardship challenge or all that we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, we're getting this body of people, this community of people all aligned together, working together, all in the same direction. It's a beautiful thing. Hope this has been helpful for you. If you'd like to learn more about that, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.